Welcome to Material, a show all about the Google and Android universe hosted on the Relay FM network. This episode of Material is brought to you by Ministry of Supply and Blue Apron. I am one of your hosts, UX designer Yasmin Evian, and joining me as always are wonderful co-hosts, not Andy Anako, but Russell Ivanovich, mobile app develop- developer. I finally came first. I had to kick Andy first. off the show. There was, a, there was a set of stairs, you know, I might have stood behind him. It's, it's a long and complicated story. We don't need to get into the details, but I'm first in the intro. Yay. Listen, listen, Andy said some bad negative things about the Pixel camera yesterday. So I said, <laughs> hey, you can't show up this week. You can't show up this week. But we have a super awesome special guest, and I'm really, really excited uh, for this. We have Florence Ion. I always call you Flo, but I gave you your full intro introduction. Uh, th- this person needs no introduction, but I'm going to give you uh, some introduction here anyways. She is on All About Android and also is a tech journalist uh, for Android Central, among other publications. So, Flo, we're so happy you're here. Thank you, guys. This is right before AAA, so this is fun. This is fun, because I'll be, like, leaving this and then going straight into, <laughs> this is going to be good. A very Android-y afternoon for me. It is. It's going to be, like, full-blown Android. <laughs> uh, we had to get you on the show, because every time Russell and I come and are is a guest on All About Android, you leave us. So Yes. <laughs> You're feeling That's a true. little bit left out here. In fact, for a while, I was like, does Flo standards. even exist? Because I've, I've never seen Flo on a show. Like, every time I'm on the show, there's no Flo. Like, That's it's just, true. Yeah. It's true. Because you always get contacted when I'm out. So. <laughs> hey, that makes I me guess. backup Flo. Yeah. Backup uh, Flo. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I, I, yes, I was in like one episode with you, Flo, and then after that, you were gone. And That's I was like, oh, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? Uh, no, but see, <laughs> all the listeners are really, really excited that you hear. We had some people write in after we told them that you were going to be on the, on the podcast, and they were like, I am hy- hyperventilating with excitement. They literally can't breathe, Flo. That's how excited everyone's here. Everyone that that's that you're here. That really means a lot, honestly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I know you get some, yeah, you get some fans. Everyone loves Flo. Everyone loves Flo. All right, Flo. So here, here's a, a thing that's been going on a material podcast. I shared a story about how Google photos, uh, I was looking, I was showing my cousins about the awesomeness of Google photos and you know how you can search within Google photos and like random things will pop up. And during our conversation, one of my, one of my cousins was like, uh, do you have any pictures of bananas? We we're just naming random objects to look for. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that face you gave me <laughs> is exactly how people thought this story was going to go. And I was like, I don't think I've ever p- taken a picture of a banana. And it turns out I have. And it was actually like a snippet of a banana from like a coffee shop. And there was a banana in the picture. And that's just how amazing Google Photo is. is. Uh, but the listeners are sending us all their pictures of all the all the banana pictures that Google Photos has uh, picked up. So I'm curious, Flo, if you type in banana into your Google Photos, <laughs> does anything <laughs> pop up? Yes. So I tried this earlier in preparation for the show. Uh, the first thing that pops up is a picture of my husband using the banana as a banana phone <laughs> from a trip we took a couple of years ago. And the second one is a bushel of apples. Oh, apples, not bananas. <laughs> yeah. So I think Google flubbed a little bit on that one, but it was close. They're both fruit, right? So yeah. Yeah. At you least know. it's, yeah, it's close. A for it's effort, close Google. A for effort, yay, <laughs> Google. That, but a lot of the photos people sent in were, they weren't even the whole banana. Like, it'd be like a, a bunch. Is that a bunch of bananas that we call? I should know. I'm from yeah, Australia. Like a, we grow these things. So you, you, they were cut off halfway. There's just like the little stem bit showing. There's like the bottom of the, Google is very good at recognizing bananas. They're, they're all over it. There was even one of someone like trying to open their beer bottle uh, ineffectively with a banana, just shattered <laughs> it. So... <laughs> It's actually, it's been pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's amazing that it's captured like the banana as the fruit as in what you look at when you eat it. But also, like you mentioned, like on the actual tree, a whole group of bananas. I, yeah, I don't know what they call them. What's a group of bananas called? I think I it's a bunch. bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bunch. Right? A bunch of, bunch of bananas. Bunch of bananas. So, so uh, yes, please keep on sending your fruit-appropriate banana pictures to the show. <laughs> Um, yeah, but we're, we're, we've also had a lot of people write in, but Andy's not here. A lot of people are writing in about, uh, Andy wanted a smartwatch app that you could just tap without looking and get it, uh, get it going. But it looks like there might be something out there for, for Pebble, which, well, sorry, here's, here's the thing Andy. we had, 
We had a lot of people write in, Yasmin. They're like, oh, Andy, your dream watch already exists. It came out from Kickstarter, you know, two or three years ago. It's called The Pebble and I really miss it. And one of those was Jebediah. And he was basically saying, like, I have Andy's dream watch. Like, I know that the, I think it's the top button on The Pebble uh, launches into, like, the first, if you click it a few times, you get the first app that's in your list. And in his case, it's some sort of music control app. And that means that if he was playing, you know, a podcast two hours ago or whatever, and he, he can just be on the subway, tap, 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 and that podcast will start playing because he knows where those controls are. For those that don't remember, The Pebble had, I want to say, three physical buttons. I had one, I should know. And the, he, this guy was just basically saying he kind of misses that in Android Wear. Like, it is nice that it's touchscreen. It's nice that, uh, you know, the, the user interface is all there. But sometimes it's, it's, it's a watch that's on your wrist. It's nice not to be able to have to, like, you know, look, put, put it up like this, like, flick across like this, you know. Which makes that. no sense why they're attaching a keyboard to Android Wear <laughs> 2.0. But anyway, uh, I have to say, by I the way. Say, no. Yes. Yeah, no, no, go ahead, no, go ahead. Flow, please. Oh, I was just going to say that, um, well, I was going to segue with the f- what my dream watch is, which is on my Amazon wishlist right now. It's that new Fossil. It's like the half, the half smartwatch. The it doesn't have the display, watch. but it uses, like it it's, can still show you the time somewhere else by moving, physically moving the mechanical hands when you like oh, press the button. I'll I check that one out. I played with it at CES and I mean, it works with Android and iOS, no problem, but it's just techy enough that I want it to be techy so it could still show you your steps and things like that in a tiny little window but it's also analog and old school enough that it's not you know obviously this is a technological watch you know what I mean yeah no I I definitely actually in fact uh, so like the problem I have with Android you have the complete opposite yeah am I right what the complete opposite of of the techy of the non-techy watch Yasmin has the the non-techy watch Mine, mine is a super techie watch that is currently not on my wrist. Uh, but, uh, you know, my hand got tired, so I had to take it off. I have, like, the original Asus uh, Zen watch, which And was, I have like, the Zen watch, too, yeah. So, yep. So mine was bigger than yours, if you can mm-hmm. believe it. And that's, like, the biggest... I'm really excited for Android Wear 2.0, and when the new watches hopefully get announced soon, February 9th is kind of the, the rumored date. Uh, yeah. But I just... I want a smaller watch. Like, I... The, the thing with, like, the mechanical ones, yeah, I've seen a whole lot where it's, like, the mechanical, and then it has maybe a green light that kind of lights up to let you know that you have a notification mm-hmm. on your phone. And so there's, like, a lot of different ways that you can be notified of that. Um, but I still, I still very much love the the screen. I mean, Android Wear from the beginning has has been able to do the always on display, um, you know. So it kind of gives you that, but it gives you more with the the big screen. I just, I'm not ready to let go of uh, of Android Wear. I'm still holding on. Still I'm not going to let go of it either. I'm I'm not. But I do like the idea of the hybrid watches. I don't know. Yeah, those those would be interesting to see how if yeah. they if they take on where like yeah, people. I agree. Because the the truth of the matter is that a lot of people are not having uh, the like really nerdy tech watches because it really they really look really like nerdy early adopter not necessarily someone that may be wanting like a really nice watch for a business meeting or or whatnot so it's not for everyone but hopefully hopefully they get better and this episode of material is brought to you by. Ministry of Supply has been, and guess what? It is now for everyone. So I don't know if listeners remember last year when we advertised them, they were uh, predominantly a men's clothing brand. They now sell women's clothes as well. So we all know, you know, if you spend, you know, 40 hours a week, whatever you do in the office, if if you have to wear some kind of formal clothing and it's uncomfortable, that just kind of ruins your whole life. You know, these clothes are restrictive. They're not breathable. And not to mention by the end of the day, you've wrinkled, you know, your shirt or whatever you're wearing as well. This is what Ministry of Supply fixes. They make performance clothes for the modern day workplace. It was launched by MIT engineers. Ministry of Supply combines human-centric research, performance technology, and tailored design to create where-to-work clothes for men and women, like dress shirts, blouses, and pants. So their garments work with your body to provide maximum comfort combined with features like temperature control, wrinkle resistance, and extreme stretch to give you sharp and, you know, and professional look all day long. And I believe, Yasmin, you know, I've, I've got one of their shirts at home. I actually wore it. We had, I think, uh, my mother-in-law's 60th birthday. I had to get dress, dressed up. I don't like getting dressed up. I'm like, oh, I don't have a shirt. And then I remembered, Ministry of Supply sent me a shirt. I got it out. I kid you not, there was not a single wrinkle on it. I just put it straight on. I went to this event. It was awesome. But I believe they sent you some stuff as well, Yasmin. 
Yeah, yeah. They got me this. Uh, it's called Easier Than Silk Shirt, and it actually does feel really, really nice. It has a four-way stretch, and it's wrinkle-resistant, which is really, really important because I'm kind of like you, Russell. Uh, right now, I'm just kind of wearing a, a hoodie right now, but you know, but doing some job interviews, and when you got to go into the office and you got to look good, you just want to be able to grab something and not worry about, oh, no this is not professional. Like I need to go iron this right now. So it works really, really nice. Uh, they even sent me those fancy uh, coffee socks. No, they do not coffee actually socks. smell like coffee. Tell me you smelled them. That's the first thing you did. Yeah. <laughs> Don't judge me. Don't judge me. I totally <laughs> did. <laughs> so, so I've been hearing the ad read of the coffee, the socks that are made with those like coffee fibers. And so of course the first thing I got was like, I was like coffee socks and I smelled them. Sadly, it does not smell like coffee, um, well, which is probably a good thing, you know, because you'd be smelling your socks and they need to go on your feet. They actually, I put them on and actually I wore them to the march on Saturday. So I was like marching in them all day. And I'm going to tell you, they kept my feet like super dry. It was amazing. And they were so comfortable. So seriously, if you're looking for some socks and clothing that's going to keep you dry, Ministry Supply is awesome with that. And um, I think it's really cool that they're just kind of stepping into the professional attire wear, you know, so you can look great and also not have to deal with all the ickiness of uh, being sweaty and whatnot. So yeah, thank you so much, Ministry Supply, for sponsoring this show and all of Relay FM. If you want to go to ministryofsupply.com forward slash material, you will get, what will you get? You're going to get a free pair of those moisture wickening smarter dress socks with your first purchase. So you go to ministryofsupply.com forward slash material to find out more or visit any of their nine retail stores and locations, including San Francisco, Atlanta, and Chicago, and mention the show. They'll get you some of the supply, uh, some of those socks and go ahead and smell them. They're not going to judge you. <laughs> well, they might just a little bit, but Yasmin, I know you were sick of the whole Samsung Note 7 thing. Yasmin even uh, wrote to me in the chat. She's like, do we really have to talk about Samsung again? Hasn't Jimmy Fallon made enough Note 7 jokes on <laughs> The Tonight Show already? All of them have made too many, and I'm just like, I am so done. I don't care. I just, I'm, I mean, I care for people being safe and returning the phones, but I was just like, please, just, we got to... I don't think anybody has that phone anymore. <laughs> I think it's. I hope not. I think there's a few people on some forum somewhere that are like, "You can yes, take mine over my dead body." I'm, I'm, if you're out there, hey, you know, we we really think you should return your phone, but you know, if it's powered off and it's in like I don't know some military bunker or something, you should be all right. But this is, I promise, Yasmin. Hopefully, the final story about the Note Seven. Um, they finally published their their results. You know, they had an investigation into, hey, what went wrong? You know, why did this thing catch fire? You know, phones don't often do that. So they said they're. The investigation involved 700 dedicated staff testing 200,000 phones and 30,000 additional batteries. And they also had it validated by, you know, three different outside firms. And their findings were that the initial batch of batteries just had a design flaw. They were basically, I think it was in the top right corner, some of the electrodes were, you know, too close together and they were prone to bending. And when they did bend and touch each other, you know, it started a reaction and your phone caught fire. And then you might be asking yourself, like, halfway through, didn't they switch suppliers? You know, they had the initial recall. They're like, these are the bad batteries. These batteries are evil. We're going with these ones. Everything's fine. And then the next batch started catching fire, and they were saying that was just simply to do with the huge ramp up. You know, they had two and a half million phones that they had to get back. Uh, they had to produce a whole bunch more to to get them in people's hands. And I guess they went to their battery supplier, and their battery supplier's like, oh, oh, you want that many? Okay. And they would have had to retool and whatever else. And somewhere in that process, you know, things got missed or whatever, and a, a different kind of faulty battery comes out so i have to ask maybe maybe flow first do you is this kind of like is this the end for you do you believe them or do you still sort of have questions or well i mean i have to believe them right because that's what they i mean i don't have to believe them but that's what they put out for us as we have learned this week i have yeah. I don't have to believe them um <clears throat> but uh i don't think i wasn't really satisfied with the quote-unquote apology or whatever that was put out i don't know i just I made sort of this extreme, uh, this extreme metaphor about like, well, what if this, what if this was an airline and their planes were crashing? Uh, it's just not. I'm just not satisfied with the answer. It just seems like, I don't know. I think, I, I think this is a really difficult thing for a major company like Samsung to sort of navigate around. But I just wasn't completely. I just, I just wasn't completely satisfied with the apology, quite frankly. So it just seemed, I don't know. 
What about you, Yasmin? Are you glad that this is finally yeah. over? Or you sort of, can we put a nail in the coffin? Well, you know how much I love Samsung phones. So um, <laughs> I'm not sure this is a concern for me. No, that's, that's Maine. That's Maine. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, it's the whole like fiasco was, it just, it was happening so often and seeing them navigate through it. And at first you kind of saw them really take ownership because I, I know in Australia, they did a really good job of like getting the phones and just really taking care of you quickly. But as the time developed, and I think mostly in the States, and I, and I think Flo wrote about this, about what the hassle of returning your phone for some instances was. And so then it was like, at first you were like, hey, they're doing a really good job in trying to fix the issue. And they're going to they're gonna end up winning a loyalty because people are saying, hey, when there's an issue, Samsung's taking care of it. But then as the time progressed, it turned out to be kind of more of an issue and people are not getting the as fast help as they should. So I I mean, they I guess they had to come out with the with the reasoning. I don't know. I don't I, I'm I'm so glad I'm not in PR because I don't even know how I would address this where it, it's like we're yeah. sorry we made a mistake. Like I yeah. But it wasn't really it didn't feel like an apology. It just felt like here's the justification for why everything exactly. went wrong. Uh, and here's a bunch of jargon that you do not understand as a regular person. Granted, I'm sure the three of us here had no problem understanding it, but like the way it was written, it's not a way that you write to people who have been I mean, if I were I am a consumer. As a consumer, I feel wronged. Like this is, I expect, you know, the manufacturing process to be completely safe. Okay. Because technology, I have no control over how technology is made as a consumer. Um, so I, I just think this is another thing that it's going to take a while for Samsung to have a hundred percent, you know, acceptance from the public as, you know, a trusted brand again. I think, I think it's a good idea that, the rumors are saying, you know, we're not going to we're going to have some time between this news item and kind of the next Samsung device. I kind of want to break from them right now <laughs> as a consumer. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I Seriously, because like, yeah. they've been all over the news for being terrible, like for all this e- exploding. I think yeah. we just need kind of a break from them right now. Yeah. Um, you know, and I would expect them to maybe practice a little more humility. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was interesting. They went a little bit Apple in, in even in these findings. They're like, we might have done a service to the rest of the industry, you know, and all this lithium-ion battery investigation. Aren't aren't we the best? I'm like, is now the time? No, like, because really if, to be like I said, that? if nobody said that about the Concord when it, you know, <laughs> yeah. exploded and killed all those people in here. Sorry, this is so grim, but this is all I can think about. It's all right. They're I filling mean, in for Andy. He's injured. He, he, normally, yeah, yeah, exactly. uh, he normally has those exact analogies. <laughs> Someone always dies in an Andy and Utko analogy. That's just how it works. Yeah, and, those pl- and those phones are going up planes. <laughs> and like, come on. <sighs> even anyway. he, even with Andy not here, someone is sure to die. Thank you, Flo. <laughs> I know we could count on you. <laughs> That's where my mind goes. <laughs> I am, Yeah, I'm looking forward for them not to be like in the news anymore for any more. Just a of, little break. Uh, you know, like just I just need a break from them. Like, sure. Get, you know, give me a couple months, come out with an awesome phone. And I think, you know, I think this is a lesson for all technology companies out there. I think there is so much of this push because um, to try to get the, the best and the smallest phone, like there's, I don't even think consumers are necessarily so preoccupied with getting like the thinnest phone anymore. Really, they just want more battery and they and they really try to merge those two. And that ended up creating um, an, an a fault in the issue. So I think that's just an example to all companies that are out there. It's hey, obviously we want you to keep pushing yourself because that's what makes you great, but do not do this at the expense of safety because what happened? Like, this is a legitimate issue that can happen. So I, I just hope uh, companies kind of take take hold of that and think through that. Is there anything else you want to say be, on, on Samsung before we talk about Google's fifth official messenger app? <gasps> they have another one. I've been waiting for another one. I just don't have enough of them on my phone. <laughs> Yes, yes. Google Voice. Oh, boy. Okay. Another so app Voice. to add to your folder. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky for us, it uh, it isn't like Apple where they come installed and you can't delete them and you have to lock them up in a true folder. That, true that. True that. True that. Although there's been changes <laughs> on, on the iOS side. But no, of course, there is a new app for you to message people in and it's Google Voice. And you're thinking, wait, Google Voice isn't, didn't we already have that? So 
here, here, here's a rundown of what happened with Google Voice. So Google Voice is, I think it's only in the U.S., uh, a system that you could log, you can sign up for an account, and it would give you a phone number that you could use so people could call you. Um, and also you could like uh, send, you can direct it to go to your phone number so that someone, so that you could read your, your voicemail messages um, and get like, get the, the beauty of kind of the, the message text format within the voice. And you had a phone number that you didn't have to give to people. I mean, sorry, that you could give to people without it being tied to your actual like personal device. So I actually use Google voice uh, for that purpose. Like I put that on my business cards. So if people call me, it's calling my Google voice number. It's not actually like my personal cell phone number so that I know that people aren't going to be calling me in the middle of the night and, and messing uh, with me. So this has been a service that's been, I want to say, I don't know how, how long Google voice, like when it was first officially announced. I can tell you how I long it's say been in Australia. I want to say 2008, 2009. But I, I mean, if we look at the old app design of Android, <laughs> I guess that would be a good idea. It's 2008, 2009. Yeah, exactly. And this is a, this is so a product we still don't have here. So it's been, what, seven you years? We still don't have it in Australia. No. Wow. wow. It I must have something to do with the phone numbers and the way they're doled out there and stuff like that, yeah, I'd imagine. Because be. it was so easy to just like, uh, you know, I'm going to go to Google Voice and get like the number and the area code that I value sort of thing. <laughs> And yeah, you could even spell different things out. Like you could say, yeah, yes, main design or I mean, that's not. An yeah, my number, husband's but like you could spell things. Yep. Yeah, my husband's is his name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you could so you could do cool stuff like that, and it was just kind of like a fun way of getting this ex other phone without having to pay for an additional service. Like it was perfect for a lot of those people again that have kind of like their own direct business line well, and keeping in touch overseas. By the way. Yeah, yes. that's true. Because so every like time I go to the US, I, I put in a US SIM, and suddenly I have a different number, and yeah, basically <laughs> no one can contact me, which is good. Yeah, and exactly. Bad. So I still have Google Voice, and their app was—I mean, it's absolutely—the old app was kind of absolute crap. Like it hadn't been updated in years, but they kind of merged that into Hangouts. So you could text yeah. people within Hangouts because it just essentially treats it like SMS. And you could call people with that phone within the Hangouts app. And then they come uh, just, you know, last week, and I still haven't gotten a, the update. They come and release a new update for Google Voice. And now it just looks nice. Like there's a voicemail section. There's a call calling section. And there's, of course, the messages portion, which allows you to, you know, SMS and all that stuff. And like the app from the pictures looks pretty slick, but... Holy smokes, Google, are you giving me the wrong messages? Because <laughs> the wrong message, get it? I did not think <laughs> Giving me the wrong message because it's like, what in the world am I supposed to be doing? I thought you wanted me to use Hangouts and then you introduced Ello and that hasn't been doing so great. And now you're bringing back Google Voice. It's kind of, they keep on trying to build all these messaging uh, systems and none of them stick. And I am just, I'm getting so frustrated. I have no idea what to use. I have no, I'm like working on this best messaging apps roundup and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know anymore which one's the best for Google. Just use them all until they decide what to use. <laughs> if they decide that it, yeah. What else can you do? <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I, I think this, this kind of leads us to an interesting spot, Yasmin, that, that I don't know if you remember, we, we sat in Google I. You sat in the VIP section of Google I. I just want to point that out. I had to sit yeah, in the, the slums with everyone else. But they, they introduced all these things. So some of the things they gave us were, you know, Allo, Duo, you know, new messaging and video apps, uh, new assistant, Google Home, Daydream, Instant Apps. And I thought it would be interesting, you know, 2016 has come and gone. We're now in 2017, you know, officially. You guys have a new president. I don't want to mention anything else about that. But I thought it, it would be cool to kind of review the, all those things because if you remember, none of those things actually launched at the event. They're like, here's stuff coming later in 2016 sometime. Okay, bye, everybody. So I thought, you know, we could go around the table quickly. Allo, does, it, does anyone here use it? Yes, I do. <gasps> Flo, we found I an Allo okay, user, everybody. I know. I knew Flo was a fan <laughs> of Allo. So I am, I am super eager to hear your thoughts, Flo, because... No, I'm just super eager and I won't say anything else. <laughs> I, I just love talking to my husband with Allo. It, it, I don't know. We met on the internet. So our primary way of communicating for most of the time we've known each other has been the internet. Let's be, let's be real. Like we've only been together 
less than I've known him online. So text is a big part of our communication and aloe is a little bit more than that. I love the stickers. I'm a big fan of the stickers. First of all, I just love like the assistant integration because I can have a conversation with him. Like if I'm traveling, you know, this is the weather, whatever, you know, whatever assistant does. And it's, it's a little chatbotness, And I just like that sort of interaction. And I wish I just really wish that there was more universality like within Allo because I think it's such a dynamic application for messaging, but it's so undersold and it's not compatible enough for everybody to jump on board. I know it's new, but like, ugh, there's so much potential that's not being reached. So, so this here, I am like super curious about this because um, Allo, like, I was pretty excited about Ello, and when I got it, I like woke up my husband and I was like, "You need to download this app. We're using this app <laughs> wake now." Up, like, wake up, wake up! Google like, literally, like he just—he's <laughs> so patient with me. He's just like hands me his phone and he's like, "Just do whatever you need to do, and like then tell me what I need to do later." Just because it's a common occurrence for us, and so like I tried to because I was thinking my husband like this is going to be the perfect spot. We're going to be talking about where to go to dinner and Google Assistant's going to help yeah. us and it's going to be amazing and like it's going to make everything better. And then the app just uh, just failed to deliver uh, to me for in so many ways. And, I, and I've actually played with Ello um, recently, like the other day, because I was I was thinking, I was like, hey, I want to I see where Ello has gone. And I wish that at when it launched it had a lot of the features that it has now. Like they finally got the Android 7.0 like smart reply that you can actually type within the notification. I think they may have fixed their Android Wear bug where um, you couldn't see the individual message. Like it grouped them all together. So if you were having multiple conversations like with different people, depending on which one was the earliest one was the conversation you were going to see, which would make it impossible to use when you're on the road, at least for me, because I, I use, uh, I plug in my phone to Android auto. And so it won't read my messages. And then I was trying to look through my watch to like scan through the notification messages and I couldn't read them. And it was literally to the point where I had to call my husband to find out if he was picking up our daughter, or if I was, because I couldn't read his message from Ello. And like, for me, that was the absolutely turning point where I was just like, I can't, like, I just, I'm an early adopter. I love technology, but when it makes me call someone and it's supposed to be a text messaging app that's supposed to help me with that, like I am not willing to sacrifice that. And I mean, there's other other things that have just kind of really irked me, but it feels like they created this messaging app and they've had a lot of experience. Of course, you know, they had a lot of messaging apps and they just didn't do a lot of the things that they should have done at the first round. And so for me, I was just like, I'm not willing to invest in this. And the whole SMS thing was janky. But but <laughs> I'm obviously, this is how I feel about Ello. But what I really want to know is, how are you using Google Assistant within Ello? I'm like super curious about that. Exactly the way you described it. <laughs> just basically, like, I need directions. I need to make reservations for something. I mean, it's very, just very simple things, but you're absolutely right. It's way more convenient for me just to send an IM while I'm on my computer or to call. Um, it's really hard to use the app when you're driving. Like, and so obviously I would not <laughs> suggest that because it's really distracting. But I guess I just, I really, I really see the potential. I don't think we're in danger of like Google closing it down or whatever because it's it's such a dynamic app, but I think that the fact that it's it's like what, not even in the top 200 apps used or something? Maybe yeah. I might be too extreme, but it's like not even the top 200 apps that are used on Android. That's bad. That's not good. <laughs> at Especially all. with like how many downloads they had at first. Yeah. And, and it's so, because yeah. we were all so excited and the interface was really nice. It's like really easy to use. Um, it's it's a fun app, but nobody uses it. And it doesn't even integrate with my friends who are on iOS. I know it's they can the, like download yeah. the app, but you know. I th Honestly, if they had proper SMS support, I would probably be using it. But I that's agree. the thing with me. I really just communicate via SMS. And because I have Project Fi, that integrates with Hangouts really easily so that I can actually uh, send SMS from my Hangouts desktop app, desktop app and even like an iPad. So for me, I'm kind of stuck to Hangouts just because of the SMS integration with yeah. all of that. 
Um, but, you know, I, I will say I do like the stickers and they even introduced these like themes. I was messaging Russell. I was like, hey, they have themes now. Like, what is this? All of this. Um, so I think Russell and I have a watermelon theme in our, in our thread now. <laughs> yes, I did notice that the other day. In fact, I find oh, yeah, it funny themes. that in LA, yes, I mean, the only two people that are in there is you and like a, another friend I have. And that's the only people left using the app. You know, so many people got excited. That I had tons of people in there. And one by one, they're all just like, yeah, just message me on, you know, Messenger or like SMS or something else, Hangouts. Themes. <laughs> See? You didn't even I, completely, I completely missed this part. And I, I bet you I wrote like the update for this too. And I just completely <laughs> forgot. That's probably what happened. See, another reason to love Allo. He really need to bring SMS. This is getting ridiculous. <laughs> so just to, just to wrap up the Allo side of things, I thought we could steal an idea from our sister show, Upgrade. And I was going to ask you too for what, what grade you'd give Google for, you know, how they did with Allo in 2016. Like, you know, A, B, C, D, those, those kind of gradings. Yasmin? Uh, I'm going to let Flo and you answer this one first. <laughs> okay, I wanna, so I I'm going to... Com- I'm going to compare this to uh, my junior year of chemistry. I I studied really hard for chemistry. It just wasn't happening. C minus. Ooh, C minus. Just enough, just enough to to pass without being completely, you know, <laughs> embarrassed. <laughs> That's okay. I had exactly that same experience. In fact, my teacher, I got a D, and she's like, "I'll give you a C minus if you promise not to do chemistry next year." And I'm like. That's what Solved. I meant. It's like, you know, because you feel bad. You're like, oh, man, <laughs> a D. Like, I will let anyway. you pass, but no. <laughs> don't, don't, just exactly. don't come back, please. I'm sorry. They get a D in my book. They would have gotten enough, but I'm feeling a little bit generous here. I, <laughs> here's the deal. You do not go to IO and tell everyone how amazing this app is and then under-deliver. It just, it was so, like, I, you can't build it up so much and then just completely bomb and then not really uh, build like with not even come with the stuff that your own Google Android has just announced with like a new software update. For me, you know, you can't just you you have a lot of messaging apps already, Google. You can't expect us to be like, oh, well, it's the first version when you're missing just basic messaging apps. So I'm sorry, you're going to get a D with, uh, for me. And it really is kind of it really sucks because you know, the interface isn't terrible. You have themes that you mm-hmm. can play with. Um, you know, I actually, I will say I do like the stickers. I think they're pretty um, and they have some neat stuff, but there is just another app that someone has to be within the ecosystem in order to use and not integrate properly with SMS. I just can't do that. And especially with the, just like the Google Assistant within Ello is, it's just doesn't do a whole lot and it takes up a lot of visual space oh, and it's so way more space. intrusive than helpful. I'm sorry. You get a D in my book. If you were in my class, Yasmin would say <laughs> you should have came after school and asked for some extra credit because you're not passing this one. <laughs> Yasmin, I agree with you totally, D. I don't, might even go into the reasons. They're all the same things you said. So what What about their video messaging app, Duo? I, I might go first this time around. I actually really like Duo. Like, it for me, it's very single purpose. Like, I don't video call people very often at all. Like, it's more often than not, like, I'm out of the country somewhere, I'm at some kind of conference and I want to, uh, you know, video chat with my wife and kids. And that's the time I use it. And it's it's fantastic at that. It just connects, you press a button, it works. Like, it seems to handle, you know, when your network starts dropping out, it drops back to audio. Like, it, I know it might not be widely used, but for me, it's it does, you know, what it needs to do. I'd, I'd happily give it a B. I agree. I would give it a B as well. And I think for pretty much the same reasons that Russell said, it's good at one thing, delivering video. It's good at kind of bumping down the bit rate of the video if you're no, you're low on, on service. And I it works more often than Hangouts. So... Yeah, no, for for in terms of what it does, it does it really well. And I'm gonna go with you and I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a B plus. Right? Oh, I'm feeling a little bit generous for this one. Okay. I know, I know. Yes, I mean, the, but this is the reason I do like this app is because it chose to do one thing and one thing well. And then later if they build onto that, that's just gonna mean people are just gonna get excited. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the Elo effect, they try to do a hundred things and none of them well. So like in bare minimum. But, you know, I actually, Duo is uh, really easy to use. I think the knock-knock feature is kind of fun. Um, I don't use video messaging that often, but every once in a while, 
if I'm out of town and I want to see my family, it's like a perfect way to do it. And also, um, it's just a quick way to send a video, like, like talk to someone via video without any hassles. So B plus, um, I wish the adoption was better, but I mean, that's not, I'm not sure if they can really do anything about that in terms of their, with, with Facebook and Twitter and like all these other, so, and, and also, um, goodness, I can see that Snapchat. It's like, there's so many competitors out there. It's easy to use, but where I'm not expecting it to be kind of the, the replacement for all my video needs. So B plus, I like them. And we're going to go next to the Google Assistant. But first, we're going to be talking about our, our sponsor, Blue Apron. This episode of Material is brought to you by Blue Apron. Blue Apron's mission to make is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone while supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standard for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with fresh, quali- high-quality ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Each meal comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card and pre-portioned ingredients that help prepare in 40 minutes or less. You can customize your recipes each week based on your dietary preferences and choose a delivery option that fits your need. There is no weekly commitment, so you only get deliveries for when you want them. And Blue Apron delivers to 99% of the continental U.S. Sorry, Russell. Feel free to send me your Blue Apron. I will happily eat it. Uh, Blue Apron knows that when you cook with fresh ingredients that support a more sustainable food system, you can make incredible meals. Blue Apron sets the highest quality standard for the community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farm, fisheries, and ranchers. And listen, they hooked me up. They sent me a, a basket of Blue Apron goodies and it was excellent. Um, it was it was really fun. They package it up really well in a container with some ice packs, so you know you can leave it out there. Um, in, like if they deliver it middle of the day and you get home from work, it, you know it's still going to be good. Um, it kind of the packaging kind of looked like what they sent, what Samsung sent you, Russell, to put your to put your <laughs> your uh, the your Samsung bag. device in. Yeah, like wow. the, like so that's how good it is. Because I'm telling you, I was like, this is gonna keep cool. Like this is actually working, um, and so no, it was, we it was really fun. They you know we got it delivered, and as a family, we got all the ingredients out, and everything was already like packaged, so that you know exactly what you're gonna be making, and you know how much you need, and so it was super fun cooking time with the family. And I will say this, my daughter is a picky eater. She gobbled it all up. So like Blue Apron is delicious. So go check it out. Um, they have burgers and red cabbage slaw with creamy sriracha sauce and roasted sweet potatoes. Uh, they have mixed mushroom and potato pizza with fontina cheese, spinach, and garlic oil. And they also have uh, pork chops and garlic with s- s- scallion rice and spinach. So they have like a lot of different delicious food so if I made you hungry, go to Blue Apron right now and, and get this uh, taken care of. If you check out this week's menu, you get three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com forward slash material. Again, go to blueapron.com forward slash material. You will love how good, good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. Visit blueapron.com forward slash material. And we thank Blue Apron for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. So the Google Assistant is uh, one of my favorite devices, and I'm going to be t- we're going to give a scorecard on what the Google Assistant is. Uh, and at I/O, they announced the Google Assistant, and I remember sitting there um, looking just all around me and going like, "Yes, finally, they've given us." what we wanted. They've given us the Alexa version, but for Google, like I am so excited to use this. And, you know, we were all patiently waiting for it to come out and we're like, is it going to live to expectations? Because what they had wasn't kind of like a live prototype. It was just, it was a prototype. It wasn't an actual device. And I'm thinking, oh no, are they going to be able to deliver on time? Uh, But when it finally came, Google Assistant has been one of my favorite, excuse me, one of my favorite devices from I.O. And I'm going to give this one an A. 
I'm going to give it. A, I'm just going to give it an A. Well, three A's because a. I love it. A. A. So, <laughs> Triple A. I, I wanted to get your thoughts, Yasmin, on the the difference between so Google Home's the the thing you just reviewed and you're giving it an A. I don't I don't have one because I don't sell them in this country. I'm giving you a D. I, I, but I want to know like <laughs> what do you think of the actual assistant? Because that's the other thing they announced at the time. It was going to be like on the Pixel phone and you're going to you know long press and you're going to get this assistant. And when I was sitting there. Like this is gonna be magical. It's gonna be everywhere. And then I got my Pixel phone, and then there's still two buttons. There's the button up the top that does speech recognition with some kind of assistant, and then there's the actual assistant down the bottom. I'm like, why is there two of you? Why do you do different things? And what other apps are you in? So, what? <laughs> how do you feel? How do you feel about the actual assistant, like itself? Uh, so, okay, so the actual assistant, the assistant, and the Pixel, and the assistant in Google Home. Um, is pretty great. The assistant in Google Ello, they're not, they're like foreign cousins or something. Like, do not judge, do not judge uh, assistant by the one found in Ello. Okay, so here, here's the deal with the Google Assistant. Um, I love how it makes you feel like you're having a conversation with almost like a friend, and it's done a really good job of the conversations. Like, I've been able to say, hey, Google, I love you, and then it responds like something nice back to me. You know, it's just like, oh, Google loves me. Like, it's just so sweet. But here, but the thing that um, I don't like about the Google Assistant is that it's lost a lot of the power that Google Search gave you. And so for that, for the Google Assistant, I'm going to have to give it a B minus. I'm going to do B minus because it's done a good job in being conversational. But then the power of Google Search, I really do miss that. So B minus. Not A for effort. Sorry. <laughs> what, what about I totally you, agree with you. I totally agree with you. I totally agree. Completely B minus for Google Assistant. And it's because of exactly that. Like it lost the power of Google Search. And I don't like the implementation of Google Search on Nugget. I don't think it's as helpful as I lost some of the like uh, the apps tabs. Like sometimes I just want to type in the name of the app and it doesn't give that to me yet. Uh, it just gives you like the in apps tab, but that doesn't really, ex you know, that sort of thing doesn't exist yet. <laughs> so until then, I mean, it's helpful in some situations, but I think Google Home is the one that is the best implementation of it precisely because it's conversational. Although I do have to say Google Home has some problems with threading, like when it comes to conversations and kind of knowing when the convo is finished or when the commands are finished. Uh, and I found that it's extremely finicky with like playing podcasts. I can never get it to like play the podcast episode I want to listen to. It always starts on the last one that I kind of half played on, uh, you know what I mean? Like on, um, on, uh, Google play music. Yeah. No, on the, uh, ah, what's the pod? The one that everybody uses at pocket casts on pocket casts. <laughs> I've changed podcasts like apps three times last year. So I sort of forgot the name anyway. Yeah, it uh, forgets like which one I want to be on, and don't worry, the app's not very remarkable. So oh yeah, I'm so I'm so sorry. I'm just sorry. <laughs> it's fine. I'm just I'm throwing shade at Russell over here, and I couldn't help. Myself. I know, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> I know. I was, I was, yeah, I was trying to play along, but anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. It's uh, it, I don't think that. Google Home is really understanding like what's going on, so that's what I mean. It's it's kind of frustrating. So you you give it a B minus for the Google Assistant. I give a B minus for the Google Assistant, but I think I would give an A minus for Google Home because I think it's one of the best little gadgets I bought for my house last year. Nice. I can't wait, Google, until you launch those <laughs> yeah, exactly. in Australia. Hint, 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 hint. Well, hint. it's kind of fun to like have a party and then just be able to, when you have people over, command your house to like turn stuff on the television in the living room. And I can program Google Home to talk to my friends so I can make all these party jokes, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been brought it on the show once. We had a Google Google Home intro the show and everything else. So I, I'm really jealous. I'd probably give it a high mark if it was here, but it's, it's not here. It's a D for me. So, ah. So what about, I've got one here. I'm going to just grab it. What, what was your Google Assistant, Russell? Oh, for the Assistant, I, I'd agree with you two. B, B, B minus. B I'd minus. Say. B That's minus it. across the board. I have right, some, have some nice felt so, here. Solid B minus. I'm yeah. Put it on my face. So, what, how did you guys rate the the face felt? I might, we might go with flow first this time. So, yeah, let's do. They, me. they, you know, they announced this at the show. They're like, yeah, we've got this new thing. Phones are going to be uh, daydream compatible. You're going to have VR. You know, just put this on your face. It's going to be so comfortable. Have Have you tried it, Flo? 
I have tried it. I have it. I use it. It's great. I love when my friends come over and I'm like, have you tried Daydream VR? And they're like, VR? That's all they hear. And they go, I want to try <laughs> VR. Uh, but it's the perfect implementation because it just runs off your phone. There's a tiny little remote that comes with it that stows inside. It's comfortable for everybody's face. It's entry level. Anybody can sort of get into it. Uh, it's not as overwhelming to set up and use as I feel like Oculus Touch or you know the HTC Vive might be for newcomers. Uh, and I think it's a nice gateway to get people interested in visual storytelling and just kind of uh, consuming content that way. I know my colleague Russell Hawley uses Daydream on the plane and it's kind of like a nice way to sort of, you know, put a curtain on between everybody around you. Yeah, and just kind of watch a movie. Oh, okay. It's a no, way to just kind of put a curtain around you. And I like that because I'm so, I hate, it's hard for me with airplanes, right? Because somebody's got their window open and the person next to you is, you know, doing that thing that you're distracted by. So I like that implementation of it, but the proprietary nature of it is still a little kind of a bummer. Obviously, it only works with a few choice devices. So I think for now, I'm just going to give it a B+. Plus. I'm going to give it a B plus. And I think that's part of that is because of its proprietary nature. Cause I can't, I can't sell anybody on it. If <laughs> yeah, take it home. You oh, buy it a pixel and you get daydream. Yeah. And then people are like, that phone costs so much money. And I'm like, you're right. <laughs> Can I Sorry. say that? Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Russell? What do you give it? Uh, I, I was super excited for this when they announced it because I've played with a lot of VR. We've got a HTC Vive here in the office. Um, I've played with mm-hmm. a friend's sort of PSVR. Like I'm really into the whole VR thing. And the biggest downside of VR is on all these other systems, you've got a giant cable, like a set of cables coming out the back of your head. And not only are they coming out of your, the back of your head Matrix style, but you're constantly tripping on it I as was well. just thinking of the Matrix when you <laughs> were saying exactly that. Like it was it visualizing the same it. Spot. Everything and the slime too. I was just thinking of the disgusting slime. <laughs> yes, if... That's just that's just a sweat. We did have a, an episode <laughs> on VR sweat as well. You do if you share it around. Eventually, the front of it. Anyway, I won't go into details. But no, it's okay. I'm still trying to figure out how to wear makeup with VR. That's not. Oh, yeah. that'd be the worst. And glasses are, I, are pretty bad as well. I know they fit in the VR systems, but the whole getting mm-hmm. it on and off thing with with a pair of glasses is. It's yeah. super annoying. But I was really excited because I'm like, a world without wires, that's what VR needs. And I tried the Samsung Gear VR and I'm like, ah, it's, it's, it's okay, but it's, you know, it's Oculus and there's not much stuff on there and whatever else. So I rushed to the shops because these actually launched in Australia. Like for once, thank you, Google, for bringing some hardware here. I tried it out and I don't know, I was just a little bit underwhelmed. Like it is, I think it's a good implementation of VR. I don't think there's there's much sort of there at the moment. Like I played with almost every app that was in the whole store. And by the end of it, I'm like, I've had some cool experiences, but I don't feel like I'm rushing to pick this thing up and, you know, show it to other people and put it on my face. So I'm going to give it, I reckon I'm going to give it a B minus. Like it's a good implementation. They've done a good job, but I feel like some of the marketing and the push behind it could be far greater. Like Google should be trying to turn this into, you know, another platform that that they support. Yeah, I'm going to give this one a B uh, because... It's like the the graphics are actually really good quality for if you think about what it's doing. It's just on a phone. But does that phone get hot? It is. It gets really, really hot. <gasps> it gets really so terrible. bad. It gets it, so it, bad. Yes, it's terrible. And it like makes it unusable where it's like you need to turn off your phone or it is going to have a Samsung explosion. I put mine in the fridge at Christmas because the kids were the kids were I didn't see my phone all of Christmas because all the kids that were at Christmas were using it and some of the adults. So I hid it in the fridge at one point so it could cool down and so people would stop using it. But then that's the thing. (laughs) Then you didn't have a phone. Like I didn't. Yeah. Like it's gone. Right. And so. The, the, the beauty of VR on the phone is you don't have to hook it up to a like computer. It's portable, yada, yada. The bad thing is that when you want to allow other people to have that experience, they have your phone. Like, so you're just sitting there watching them. Yeah. Like, hey, can, can I have my phone? I need to text someone. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess a, a B just because I love the graphics. And I had, so yeah, over, over the holidays, or my grandma came into town, my husband's grandma, and she's like this uh, 86-year-old woman, and I put a daydream on her, and I had this YouTube video of like 360 of 
these elephants herds like coming at you and it's not like it's not a stampede so don't worry it wasn't like a wasn't a dangerous thing it was like a jungle book it was a jungle book like you were just in the middle of of the field and they just came at you very gradually and i wish you could have seen her face because she just had this like amazing um look like just excitement and she was just like i'm so close i'm so close look at the bull oh and she's just like turning around and you know she she has some neck problems so she couldn't necessarily turn as easily, but she's still trying to, you know, and it's just like, it was so amazing. And when she took it off, she was just like, like, thank you. Like, I felt like I was there. And so for that moment, for it to be able to give you that with just a phone, I think is amazing. I think there's still a lot of things they need to to do in order to get it out there. You know, the, the beauty of cardboard was the affordability. The terribleness of cardboard was because it was affordable. It didn't give you the best experience. So Daydream, I like the, the headset. Like, I think it's it's pretty good for, you know, compared to what's out there. But yeah, they gotta they gotta take care of the the sweating issue. <laughs> <laughs> like the Oculus is any better? Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I I will say for those that are trying Daydream, um, I do not recommend it after you've had like a glass of wine or something. Because no, it's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. It's I the felt worst. So sick. Yeah, I had a glass of wine and I like put it on, and it was my mistake because I did a roller coaster and then I jumped out of an airplane. <laughs> Yeah, it's making all and I the wasn't thinking about this. Yeah, I know. I was not thinking about this. Like, I would. I'm just. I'm looking back and going, Yasmin, what were you thinking? Like, no, I was not thinking. And I, and I made the mistake of like when I was jumping out of the airplane, I was looking behind me because I was like, oh, what's what's back there? And then I looked uh, in the front of me, and I realized I'm already falling. And I'm like, oh my goodness, what just happened? I literally had to like yank the daydream headset off me because I felt so sick. <laughs> So Your brain it feels was real. like trying to it catch up real. with that. Yeah, that's so yeah. fascinating. Yeah, we have this. We have yeah. this cool thing in the office. It's on the HTC Vive. I think it's called Richie's Plank, and this is freaky. You actually put a physical plank of wood down. You measure it out with the 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 controller thing, so it's exactly the same size in VR as it is in the real world. And then you enter like a virtual lift, and it just takes you up. I don't know, fifty stories, hundred stories, and then the doors open, and there's just a plank sitting out there and the whole idea of the game is to walk and i've played a lot of vr i'm like it's gonna be easy just walk out but your body physically feels like you're up on this building and and you get that thing you know when you're up high and you kind of feel like you're going to fall off you get the the wobbles or whatever there i physically felt that i almost fell over (laughs) and then at one point i i'd like i got a little bit used to it i'm like what happens when you step off the plank so i stepped off and my character starts falling to the ground i'm just like nope the headset comes straight off like i could not deal with it Oh man, hmm. I'm gonna. I, I kind of want to try that, but I know it won't be a good idea. <laughs> Getting a story idea, but anyway. <laughs> ooh, ooh. And so, all right, last yeah. one. Last one on the list is instant apps. Okay, so instant apps is the ability to run Android apps without actually having to install an app. So it's pretty cool. You can get to it either by like NFC. One of the examples they gave at IO was if you go to a parking meter and you need to pay for your parking uh, space, you could mm-hmm. just do like a NFC and it would launch the parking app. You would pay with what you needed to pay. It could, it could integrate with Android Pay without actually having to download this thing and boom, you're set. You have the power of an Android app without having to deal with actually downloading it. So the whole thing sounds pretty, pretty awesome. Um, But it it actually just recently, like this week, they started releasing out to the public. I haven't played with it. Flo, I I think I saw a tweet that you were playing with it or were you Mm, playing with that? no, 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 I'm not playing with it yet. No, I was just really, okay, I had that song stuck in my head yesterday. Finally, it has happened to me. Right. So I was just making up lyrics because I was just really, I'm, I'm excited about the idea. And it was what I was sort of talking about earlier, like when you do the search from Google search and it brings up like in apps, I would like the ability to just type in, for instance, Yelp into Google search, have it bring up the uh, instant app screen and then just use the, you know, what Yelp is intended for there to find a place to eat. And that's it. I don't want to download the darn app. I don't want a username. I'm not here to review things. That's what everybody else is for. I just want to read what they wrote <laughs> and, and be able to make a reservation from the app the way that mm-hmm. I would online. So there's a while until it comes. I'm excited. I'm extremely excited. Uh, but as far as like scoring it, I feel like this would be one of those classes that's uh, pass or fail. 
And I think that it would be fail because they announced it last year and it still doesn't and really still exist. Not out. So in, in true Google fashion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it was at this IO, but everything that was announced and I don't know if anything was actually announced on It's because we really like time. it. It's because we really wanted that stuff. And they were like, here's stuff you actually want. And you're like, oh. and then they're like, but we're still working on it. <laughs> yeah, I remember I, I had a fun conversation with um, like a developer rep who's, whose name I won't sort of say on air. But he was basically saying the second they announced that, he's like, yeah, don't, don't get too excited. Like this is very early stages. Like this was mid, you know, 2016 back then. We're now like in 2017. So I'm not surprised that it missed sort of the 2016 launch, but... I'm a little bit disappointed, you know, if you're going to announce something like that and be like, this is cool, it's coming, and then six months later, it's still not here, and then a month later, it's kind of here in, like, three apps. Like, I applaud them for still, you know, going ahead and, and delivering it, but it is a bit sad that, you know, we didn't get it. We didn't get the promise of the future, you know, back in 2016. And we only got a 32 gigabyte pixel, really blue at first, <laughs> and that's what I bought because I was cheap, and now I really, really, oh, like, can I have yeah. instant apps, please? Because I'm sick of having Yelp installed. I just, I really want to break up with the Yelp people, and this is not helping. <laughs> well, let me tell you about Google Maps. I'm just kidding. <laughs> An app in I'm just, uh, yeah, I think it's, the idea is like A+, plus, but it hasn't been implemented, so I can't actually, I can't actually rate it. So yeah, I guess it's. Just a plus and minus. Google Google's uh, instant apps is the millennial that we're all coddling right now to feel okay about themselves, even though they have not met their life goals. <laughs> it's hey, okay. Hey, You're special. You get there. It's okay. I'm a millennial. So. <laughs> I think we're all. I'm, we're the, I'm the only non-millennial here. Today. I just I just went out of this. We're the. I think we actually we established you, you technically are a millennial. Sorry, Did we though? Russell, you can't escape Did we? us. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm actually really excited about instant apps. Like, I, I really think that this could be um, the potential to solve a lot of the issues of app discovery. You click on a link, you get it, boom, and it's able. You you know, you're you're going to get that without having to um, have to try to get people to actually download your app. And hopefully, this gets rid of those annoying banners when you go to a website and it's like, "Hey, please download the Android app." I have this giant banner that I won't be that I won't be dismissed. You know, it's just a giant thing. So, I I'm excited. We'll see when it finally gets out here. Um, yeah, Russell, have you have you prepped your app for instant apps? No. So Google's working with with select partners. I don't remember if they asked us or not. I'm pretty sure they did. They didn't. <laughs> so yeah, we're not we're not one of those select sort of partners that can that can work. But that's fine. We'll live. I guess our app is a bit. Bit less, you know, in need of the whole instant apps thing. Like in theory, if you're using yeah. Pocket Cast, like you've got your own collection, you're keeping up with like a set of podcasts. Like, I mean, not that I'd be offended or whatever if you uninstalled my app every five minutes, but there's probably there's probably not much point in it for something like Pocket Cast. The, the place I can really see it shining is we make a, an Australian weather app that's not available, you know, in the US because we like to do a reverse Google. We're like, huh, Google, take that, <laughs> only exists in Australia. So for that kind of thing, it'd be cool because. You don't potentially want a, a weather app on your phone. You don't need one. Like if I just want to look up the weather in the morning, an instant run version of, you know, pocket weather would, would be amazing, especially because the Google yeah. weather here is, is so wrong. Like I think it's all right in the US, you know, I use it when I'm there. But here in Australia, it's it's many, many, many degrees off and it sometimes says it's raining when it's not raining. I'm like, what is this weather? Yeah, because it pulls from the weather from? stations. Yeah. So I imagine it's just whatever is going on there. Uh, I would not uninstall pocket casts. I just want <laughs> oh. to know. <laughs> and there's no I, reason I do to uninstall just to spite, spite <laughs> just so we get those uninstall stats I'm like why does someone uninstall. keep uninstalling and reinstalling it's weird it's you Yasmin I knew it you're it's like, like those people who will follow you and unfollow you on Twitter <laughs> and you're like I yeah, get I, it I'm not following <laughs> you just stop <laughs> I was I was like what did I say to get you to leave and what did I say to get you back <laughs> Like, I'm so lost. Yeah, I have those. I, I, yes, they exist. Listeners, if you're out there and you keep on following and unfollowing me and following me back again, yay. I, I don't know why. I don't know if I want to know why. 
but I see you. <laughs> You've also reminded me, Yasmin, um, I've had quite a few listeners add me on LinkedIn. I think we made a joke about it several episodes ago. You can, you can stop now. I've got the picture. Like, it's, it was funny. It's, it's done. And I, I, I added a few of them. I assumed they were from the show. They didn't really say, like, just random people who are not in marketing because all the people that normally add me are, you know, in some kind of marketing role. I'm like, no, 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 no. And every now and again, ever since we mentioned it on the show, I'll just get random people, university student from the UK. I'm like, sure, whatever. You're down my LinkedIn. So, yeah, you can stop now. It's okay. But did Aparna add you as a LinkedIn friend? <laughs> she did not, Yasmin. Did she add you? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably like blocked me and figured out how to use uh, some AI to f- to get notified every time I'm within like 100 feet from her. So thanks, Russell. Thanks. <laughs> so maybe, oh, f- maybe Flo's, there's some... Flo's shaking yeah, her head. Flo She's like, what on earth is going on? So at, at Google Overflow, we were sitting at, was it Starbucks? And Yasmin noticed someone who's she's like, that looks oh. like a partner. And I'm like, it's not a partner. Oh. What's she doing sitting in a Starbucks? <laughs> like, she's not here. Don't be silly. Yasmin's like, no, 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 it's her. And the guy we're with was like, yeah, yeah, it's her. And so eventually we got up the courage to go and sit outside, you know, within, I don't know, four meters. I don't know if we got up the courage feet. as more as you and Phil <laughs> went we were all sitting down inside looking at Aparna getting her drink and I was like oh my gosh that's a that's Aparna from Google and she gave the what was it the Google now now on tap like uh, at last IO and that was probably my favorite uh my favorite not speech but my favorite presentation and I was just like fangirling really really hard I was like oh my gosh that's Aparna like this is so awesome and I Russell kept on going hey, go say hi to her. Like, just just go say hi, say you're a huge fan. And go say, I was like, I'm not going to go do that. And so he finally got like the drinks and he went outside to sit where she was uh, sitting so that I had to follow them, you know. And so we just looked at far until she got up. <laughs> and, and then what happened and when like, she got up, Yasme? <laughs> shut up. <laughs> she got up and was walking away. And I was like, Yasmin, if you don't say hi, you are going to like regret this because you're just at a Starbucks. And she gets up and I'm like, Aparna? And she turns around and I'm like, oh my goodness, it really is her. <gasps> so now I have to like fumble through like what I'm going to say. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I think it was something along the lines of, I love you. You're amazing. And now on top is awesome. And I miss you. Please come to IO again. I, I, I agree. Yasmin was amazingly <laughs> eloquent for the first part. And then, you know, there's like, thanks, no worries. Like, I really appreciate that. You know, good to meet you. And then as she's walking away, Yasmin's like, I love you. <laughs> I did not say I love you. Oh, you said you. something. I, don't I think I said I love now on tap or Saturn. I, I didn't tell her that I loved her, but it was like, I don't, I just, oh my gosh, it just like blurred out of me. I was so, so, so now we have a joke that Aparna has like a restraining order over me. Probably not a joke, really. Probably not a joke. Sorry, Aparna. I think I know which Starbucks you're talking about, too, by the way. The one in Mountain View? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I met Flo for the first time at I.O. So, That's hey, true. Friendships God, can come. Feels out of... like years ago. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Hey, Walt Flo, thanks so much for doing the Rate you and App segment. Yeah, we've had, we've had fun. And I know you're going to get ready to go on All About Android. But the funny yes, thing I is... Am. That that show is actually going to air before this show, so it's like a weird, it's a weird thing. How does time even work? I Something love podcasts. <laughs> I just filmed a podcast like two weekends ago, uh, and it's like not coming on for another, I don't know, four weeks or something, like wow. a guest spot. Yeah. So I love podcasting. You're like, I'm going to forget what I said, and I probably changed my mind in four weeks. I know. I'm like, you know, but that's great. Then I'll then I'll want to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, there we go. You'd be like, who is yeah, this person? They're so insightful. To- I might listen to more like, of their wow, podcasts. wow, this person's really smart. Who is it was this? a 90210 <laughs> podcast, so I don't know about that. But... <laughs> It's a great okay, postcode, now, by the way. Is it like what? a dedicated 90210 podcast? Or like yes, a we'll, we'll talk about this offline. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Uh, that was like my sister's favorite show, and I remember watching it often. But anyways, did they have 90210, Russell, in Australia? Yeah, in fact, yes. the that's where we know. learned the postcodes. Every time we try and register for a US service that don't realize that our postcode is four. Digits long, oh, where right. we all live in 90210. Wherever that is in America, that's where all Australians <laughs> live when we buy stuff. That's awesome. That's awesome. 
That is awesome. Because <laughs> I literally don't know any other postcodes in your whole country. You're like, 90210. <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> Well, there's Scruff awesome. McGruff, Chicago, Illinois, 60652, but you wouldn't have heard that. That's in hard Australia. to remember. 6069. Yeah. Well, there's a song that goes 60652. <laughs> right? We didn't get that here either. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What other uh, zip code uh, songs do you know, Flo? Maybe that, nope, that, that, that's sign it. Us off. That's where that's I it. stop. <laughs> Well, Flo, we want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can people find you and uh, find your stuff? You guys can find me on the Twitter at OhThatFlow, F-L-O, and on the Snapchats. Um, And, of course, you can read all my writings at AndroidCentral.com and watch me Tuesday nights on All About Android on the Twit Network. Awesome, awesome. And I'll put links in the show notes so Yay. that you can all go directly into that into that goodness. And Russell, where can people find you on the line? Uh, on the line, you can find me at Rusty Shelf on Twitter. You won't find anything interesting there, but you'll, you'll find me. It's the real me. And I'm at Yasmeen Avian on Twitter. You could follow the podcast at Material Podcast on Twitter. Find us on the web at relay.fm forward slash material. Send us feedback, Material Podcast at gmail.com. We want to thank everyone for listening. Until next time, stay in material.